Hey there, this is Jenny Potter, and welcome to Self-Sabotage No More, the podcast where we dive into ways to stop self-sabotaging, stop repeating the past, and start creating your ideal future. This podcast is intended to inspire you and give you tangible tools and understanding alongside your personal growth journey. My divine mission is to help you get out of your own way and step into your God-given gifts. I want to make sure that you know I am not trying to diagnose or cure any kind of emotional, physical, or psychological illness. If you feel like you're a danger to yourself or others, please seek help from a qualified health professional. All right, let's jump in and continue along the journey to self-sabotage no more. Hey, 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 this is Jenny Potter back with another episode of Self-Sabotage No More with Jenny Potter. Uh, Today we are talking about Stop Feeding the Monster. So if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably uh, heard some of the previous versions and learned about releasing emotions, getting out of your own way, discovering and releasing hidden obstacles. We have covered so much in our time together, and I'm super excited today to share with you a little bit about after the release and the reset. And what do I mean by that? You know, If you're listening to this uh, podcast, then you probably know a little bit about getting in your own way. You procrastinate for no sane reason. You feel like you're never good enough. Maybe you have a persistent underlying guilty feeling and you don't know why it's there. Maybe you're anxious all the time. Maybe you feel like everything's your fault. Maybe you know what you need to do to build your business or lose that weight or get healthy or increase your finances, but you just don't do the thing. You keep vowing to yourself that this time it will be different, but nothing changes. Tomorrow comes and you don't get started. So in this episode, we're actually going to cover what happens when you have changed some of those habits, when you have released some of those emotions, when you have reset some of the filters and autopilot settings that have been getting in your way or steering you in the wrong direction. You finally reset your autopilot destination. You're instead of on autopilot to a destination you don't want to go to, you've actually banked right and you're heading in the destination of your dreams. But here's the warning to be careful that as you're headed to the destination of your dreams, you don't let the old autopilot settings get in the way or rear up. It's sort of like a glitch. And so we wanna make sure we're watching out for glitches and we don't fall back into old habits. So one of the things that you'll notice is that you might feel transformatively different after doing the release, after letting go of some of those old emotions or sabotage beliefs that you've been holding on to. Now you're showing up differently. You get to show up as you. It's not even that you've transformed. It's just that you've gotten rid of all that heavy weight and baggage uh, and all the triggers. And now you get to just shine unapologetically as you, as God designed you. You'll notice that there's more aligning 
you'll notice that there's more intention with how you show up. And it's important to remember that part. It's important to remember to have intention as old, what I call old habit thoughts pop up. So I want to give you an example. So one of my clients and I had released a bundle of sabotage beliefs and, you know, um, trapped emotions. And a short time later, she was having lunch with a friend who commented on what she chose from the menu. So her friend in a very well-meaning way made a comment about my client's lunch choice. Now in the old days, it would have caused her to shut down, feel sick, maybe push the food away, push the anger down. She would have interpreted it to mean that her friend thought that she was fat, incompetent, stupid, unable to make a powerful choice. Instead, when her friend commented, she noticed that she didn't like the comment, okay? I just want to pause there for a minute because sometimes when things happen, we don't take the time to pause and notice what we don't like. We just react. And that's the old emotions. That's the old beliefs getting in the way, basically being louder than our conscious intentional mind. And so when her uh, friend made the comment, she noticed she didn't like it. And then she responded, "Hey." you know what, when you comment on what I choose from the menu, I actually find it kind of hurtful and offensive. It feels like you're commenting on my weight or on my health. And I don't really like it. The, the friend was shocked. She said she'd never thought of it that way, that she was just trying to be helpful, but she could see how it could be hurtful. And she promised she'd do better in the future. This is a major victory, major victory. Although this is just a small incident with a friend and a friend having lunch, this is what you want to get good at is noticing and observing in a neutral way what you don't like and then setting boundaries or uh, setting it up so that it's not happening over and over again. Obviously, in some circumstances, this isn't always as easy as the, uh, you know, thing that I just described, but this, in this process, it's a way of showing up differently. You're literally learning how to show up differently. So I always, uh, share with my clients, a story that's a little bit, uh, personal and a little bit, uh, vulnerable, but I'm a stepmom, and I, traditionally have been a little bit triggered around Mother's Day. I never really knew what my place was on Mother's Day. You know, I love being a bonus mom. I love being a stepmom. Uh, I, uh, the kids live with us full time. And so, you know, uh, when Mother's Day came around, it was always this sort of emotionally difficult time for me. I'd never been able to have my own babies, uh, though we tried. And so that was kind of hard for me as well. But also, uh, I wanted to honor and acknowledge the kid's mom, biological mom and, and, you know, um, her relationship with them. But also I, I never really 100% knew my place in that relationship, you know, um, especially in the earlier years when we first got together, 
And so uh, there was this kind of um, thing that would happen on Mother's Day. I would feel it coming. I would wake up in the morning. I would wonder if the kids were going to bring me anything, but I wouldn't or acknowledge or give me a card or wish me happy Mother's Day, but I wouldn't say anything, but I would feel kind of sick in my stomach and feel a little bit sad. Uh, And it was this sort of bad cycle. (laughs) One of those cycles I call the bad cycle where it just wasn't really serving anyone, but I never wanted the kids to feel that. So I kind of like had this quiet suffering on my own. Uh, And so I, I always sort of dreaded this day. Now, after I released all of the emotions and limiting beliefs and sabotage beliefs, uh, I'm standing at the kitchen sink on Mother's Day and I look at the clock and it's noon and I realize neither of the kids have messaged me. And I I think, oh, they're probably sleeping in. It was a Sunday or whatever. And I was like, they're probably sleeping in. And I knew um, my stepdaughter was out camping and she'd already given me a gift like two days earlier. She'd given me this little present. uh, And uh, we knew that, you know, Kai had been up late the night before or whatever. And so um, I knew that they probably were just sleeping in. But that old thought habit popped up. And what do you think it said? It said, they don't love you. This old thought habit, they don't love you. So at this stage, I had to choose. And I remember this being a moment for me because it was a conscious moment. I had to choose. Do I believe and go with that thought? Or do I replace it with a more powerful thought? I replaced it. But I'll tell you, there was a part of me that was used to feeling bad (laughs) on this day. There was a part of me that was almost tempted to believe that thought, almost tempted to feel bad and and get into that um, space of not feeling loved. Now, I had years of feeling unlovable, unappreciated, uh, and... uh, you know, one of these, one of the ways as someone I've mentioned before, but uh, Tyler Watson, uh, who wrote The Alignment Effect, an amazing book, uh, he talks about how people get addicted to feeling certain ways, or uh, allergic to feeling a certain way. So someone like myself, who'd spent years being addicted to being unlovable, and allergic to being loved, you know, there would be a tendency for me to lean towards that they don't love me thought. And so I had to make a conscious choice in that moment. I thought about every single day, the hugs, the cards, the love, the conversations, you know, how much I cherished my relationship with the kids and how it had grown into this beautiful, uh, you know, bonus mom, bonus kid situation. And, uh, and how blessed I was. And I thought about how they told me pretty much every day that they loved me. And that, you know, I didn't need to be told by noon on Mother's Day, uh, one thing or another. But again, it was a decision. It was a choice. It was this um, choosing to believe something different, choosing to lean on something different. Now, 
Keep in mind, I had released all the old emotions around this. I had released and processed all the sabotage beliefs. I was affirming, I'm lovable, <laughs> I'm worthy of love, okay? So I share this story with you, although it's vulnerable, to share with you that as you release emotions and as you change up how you show up, you're going to have old habit stuff. So even though you're banking right, there's going to be times when you want to go back to the old destination because the old destination is known. So an encouragement here, uh, don't feed the monster. So not feeding the monster, which is what I called this episode because it's such a powerful idea, but not feeding the monster is not going back to the old destination, right? It, this is this, we're going to starve the negative, the stinking thinking, the, the negative thought process. We're going to starve out those limiting beliefs. We've identified them. We've released them. And now it's time to just never feed that monster again. So if you've ever read the book, uh, it's by Alan Carr. It's uh, the easy way to quit smoking by Alan Carr. And it's this really small, simple book. And all the way through the book, Alan Carr describes not feeding the monster and the monster being nicotine. And so what, what he uh, shares is that if you imagine you have a monster inside of you that lives on nicotine and you give it nicotine, the monster gets bigger. And when the monster's bigger, it's louder and you want to give it more nicotine. If you starve it and you don't give it nicotine, the monster gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until you kill the monster. And so all the way through this book, this author discusses how if you don't feed the monster, it just gets smaller and smaller. And in fact, if you feed the idea that you're gaining freedom rather than losing something, you can reset your entire destination. Most smokers think that they're losing something when they quit. They feel like they're losing a friend, their crutch, their thing that they do when they celebrate, the thing that they do when they're sad, the thing that they do when they have coffee, can't sleep, um, when they're hungry after a meal, before a meal, when they wake up, like they feel like they're losing something. And if you can reframe that to gaining something, to gaining your freedom, uh, then everything changes. If you reset the destination, everything changes. So just be aware that as you heal, as you release, as you identify and let go of old stuff, old chains that have been holding you back, be aware that you don't want to feed the monster. If you have that negative old thought pattern, what's a better thought? What's a more powerful thought? So even after you've released everything, there is still a decision to choose, to choose a new path or to forge a new path and to leave the old pattern or path behind. This decision for some is a new skill. You know, it's a consciousness. It's an intention around how you're showing up, an intention to choose to fight the good fight. 
And so as you heal and release, get curious. I'm going to give you some questions. I always leave you with something tangible to do. So I'm going to leave you with some questions that are tangible that you can use to identify old thought patterns, to identify the monster and in essence, to stop feeding the monster. So you can ask yourself these five power questions. And if you have my book, you can find these on page 111 uh, in Self-Sabotage No More. But I'll read these out to you. First of all, as you heal and release and come across new circumstances, you can ask yourself the question, what do I want? So standing at the kitchen sink, what do I want? Do I want to feel bad, unlovable, unworthy, or do I want to feel loved, happy, cherished, right? Number two question, is that true? There's a lot of assumptions we make about our circumstances and our situations. When I asked myself, is that true? Do they not love me? I knew instantly that, of course, they love me. Of course, that's not true. They tell me that they love me every single day. So important to ask yourself the question, is that true? Is that thought true? Or is it just feeding that addiction? What's important in the long run here? Okay, sometimes you're right. Sometimes something happened that wasn't right. Okay, something happened that hurt your feelings or or didn't go the way you wanted. Um, what's important in the long run? This is a, a question that I often, uh, when I did couples counseling, I would ask the couples to consider What's the long-term goal? Because you can be right in the moment and stay angry for days and days or, or you not speak to each other or keep your arms crossed. But what's the long-term goal? Is it like to be right or is it to be in a happy marriage? <laughs> is it to be right and mad? Like what's better, right and mad or laughing and having fun and enjoying a relationship? Uh, so What's important in the long run here? What serves me at my highest good in the long run? How can I do better in this scenario? What's a better thing to do? Okay. How can I do better in this scenario? In my case, it was, I affirmed something different. You know, I asked myself, was it true? And then I affirmed I'm lovable. I'm worthy of love. The kids love me. And then the fifth question what would be a new way to respond to this? We know how you respond every other time because people are like robots. They just keep doing the same thing on repeat over and over and over again. What would be a new way to respond to this? So you can look in the uh, notes, the, the notes of this uh, podcast of this episode for those five questions. Uh, what do I want? Is that true? What's important in the long run? How do I do better in this scenario? And what would be a new way to respond to this? Those are the five questions. And so you can unpack and release those old thoughts like steam from a pot. And I love that visual. Literally just imagining you're lifting a lid and like steam from a pot, the old stuff rises up and out and you replace it with something more powerful. Don't forget to use the alarm method to unpack emotions in the moment and help your body process emotions in the moment. 
you definitely want to head to that new destination and remind yourself. And that's what the first question is really about. What do I want? You're reminding yourself, what's the destination that I'm headed to? So if you can choose that new destination, which embodies freedom, love, happiness, healthiness, uh, it will go a long way in your uh, recovery and your release of the things that you've been holding on to that just are no longer serving you. The bottom line is this. You have to choose. You have to choose to not feed the monster. I had to choose that day at the kitchen sink to not feed the monster and you are going to have to choose as well. Choose not to hold on to anger. Choose a more powerful thought. Choose a more positive thought. Choose to unpack. Choose to show up differently. Choose freedom. It's not easy, but it's possible. And it's my wish for you that as you move towards a higher frequency life, where you're pulling in greater abundance, peace, joy, laughter, you will notice new sabotage limits to reset and hidden emotions that are finally ready to heal. And you will notice new opportunities to choose more, grow more, and become aware more. And put another way, you will notice the opportunity to unpack, release, reset, and self-sabotage no more. And with that, I want to thank you for listening to my limited podcast based on the book, Self-Sabotage No More by Jenny Potter. I appreciate you. I wish you all of the healing and all of the uh, uh, abundance and joy that uh, this release work can, can bring and do. Uh, enjoy all of the tangible exercises. Until next time, uh, enjoy and self-sabotage no more. you so much for listening to an episode of self-sabotage no more with jenny potter if you enjoyed this episode please go ahead and make a comment do a rating give a testimonial if you have not yet read my book self-sabotage no more you can find it on amazon and many of the other book buying book listening apps so check it out self-sabotage no more and one last thing, if you would like to join my community and learn more on a weekly basis on how you can get out of your own way and step into your best life, please request to join my Facebook group community at Self-Sabotage No More with Jenny Potter. You can find out all of this information, including working one-on-one -on -one with me coaching-wise at JennyPotter.com. Thanks again for listening and bye for now.